Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hey guys, welcome to episode 39 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. Haley. And Steph. And we basically are still in the process of emotionally recovering from the Grammys last night. Absolutely. It was a night of highs and lows, wouldn't you agree? I agree completely. Yeah, I was up really late last night, rewatching it all too well and reliving the highs and lows. Taylor totally blew our minds when she tweeted on, I think it was Thursday night, that, hey, what was that song you've all been asking me to play at the Grammys? With her sitting at the piano, wearing her Grammy necklace with her mom sitting in the background. Yeah, that was completely insane. I was not expecting that at all. Me either. And a couple of us were still awake, and it was just pandemonium on Twitter. Insane. It was probably the most excited I've seen the fandom since Red or since the tour was announced. Yeah, it was really fun to see everybody's reaction. What other artists would do something like that? Only Taylor would take into consideration what the fans want. I have to be honest, I did not think she would listen to the fans at all. Yeah, I really, I didn't know what to expect. I I was thinking maybe she'll do Begin Again, maybe she'll do Sweeter Than Fiction, Who knows? I had no idea. And I knew about the All Too Well campaign, and I was completely in favor of it, but I just didn't really think it was going to be a reality. See, my thing is, I always get really annoyed when fans are trending, trying to get Taylor to do something, because I feel like, you know, she knows generally what the fans want, and sometimes the decision a lot of other factors have to be taken into consideration. She can't just do what the fans want, you know, all the time. And I remember tweeting, like, stop telling her to play all too well. She already knows what she's going to play. Stop bothering her. And then I was totally wrong. Well, at least you can admit it. I get what you mean. When that campaign was going on, I was thinking, all of these people are just going to be really disappointed because she, like you said, Ashley, I thought she probably already knew what she was going to do, and there was no way she would change it. Well, we still don't know that she wasn't already planning on playing it. That's also true. Because on the one hand, you know, every other artist, and we'll talk about some of those performances later, really played either songs that were specifically nominated or songs that have been really, really popular on the radio recently. I guess I can see why that's, you know, what most people do and is a smart move, like, for just the industry but at the same time like Taylor even said in her interview on the red carpet before the show like this is really the very very end of the red era and she's amazed that the album has lingered on in popularity for as long as it has so I think she's really given every major single a lot of attention already and because it's still so popular after all this time 
it kind of gave her more of the opportunity to just do something new. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of what you said about her on the red carpet, it is crazy that Red is a year and three months old and it was up for album of the year. It was the oldest album in the category, but she credited the success to the fans because she's Taylor, of course, because she said the fans just made it what it is. But of course, we know it's because it's Taylor. It goes both ways. Exactly. So even before the actual Grammys, the night before, Taylor was at the Clive Davis party in Los Angeles, and we got a lot of really awesome photos of her from that event, too. Yes, I loved how she danced. It seemed like she just danced all night, which was awesome. And her dress was one of my favorites, I think. I just loved it. I had really no idea what was going on like when all the photos started like, you know, popping up. When I was looking at the photos, the first thing I noticed right at the seam, right underneath her armpit, there was a rip. And I'm like, does anyone else notice that? I didn't notice that at all. I'm like, is that is that something that, like I would just notice or is everybody else seeing that too? <laughs> Which side was it on? I'm gonna have to look now. I did see the picture of that. It was like she was standing to the side. Her arm was kind of like on her hip. So it showed like to the side of her. I think it was the right hand side. Right at the very top of the seam. There was a little tiny hole. Wow. No, I didn't notice that at all. It was probably because she was tearing it up on the dance floor. So it looks like that dress was from Zuhair Murhad. I hope I'm saying it right. And I thought it was such a gorgeous dress. Like I love the sparkles. I love the combination of the long sleeves and then the short skirt so that her, you know, she's covering her arms, but then her legs are like really exposed. I just love the whole look. Yeah. And I love the little flare at the bottom of the skirt, how it kind of flares out a little bit. It was so cute. It looked like so hard to dance in though. Like you had to be very self-conscious of your dance moves. Well, Taylor is anything but self-conscious when she dances. Well, yeah, and she had her friend Brittany Mack with her at the Clive Davis party, and Brittany wore a white and black dress that was also gorgeous. I agree. I really loved that dress. Yeah, I really, she looked gorgeous. And the night before, Taylor tweeted a video of Brittany and Taylor when they were really young, and it was so cute. Taylor was so sassy as a child. Yeah, she was. Colorado. Colorado, yeah. <laughs> Taylor, where's your shirt from? Colorado. Which is hilarious because that seems to be how everyone else pronounced Colorado except the people in Colorado. Like you. I also really loved Taylor's hairstyle that she had at the Clive Davis party, how it was sort of like a half up messy updo. It was such a good hairstyle. The Her hairstyle also just worked really well with the outfit. Yes, definitely. It's the perfect like Saturday night going out hairstyle. I know that um, last week we talked about our favorite look from all of Taylor's past Grammy dresses. So now that we've seen her gorgeous dress, her chain link dress from this year, I think it honestly might be my favorite out of the six. I think it's also one of my favorites. It's hard for me to top the blue one from 2010, though. When she won four Grammys. It might just be because she won four Grammys and she had a blue dress on and blue is my favorite color. But I agree. I think last night's dress was amazing and gorgeous. And Honestly, uh, I, I really love 2012, 13, and 14, and 2010. 
really from 2010 and on, I've always loved her looks. So, and if you look at the past three years, like next to each other, she went from gold to white to silver. So she's definitely been staying more in the neutral color dresses for the Grammys. But the silver one, it was, I mean, so sparkly, like so form fitting. I just love it. And since I wasn't on the last episode, I know I tweeted it, but you guys hated the dress that I loved. The purple one. (laughs) The purple one. From 2008. But for me, that dress style has been something I've always liked. I've always liked the bodice kind of dresses. So for, for me, it's nothing new. But to tell you the truth, when I was seeing all the photos come up on my timeline of her dress, I didn't care for it really. It wasn't until later and I was watching some videos, I saw while she was walking the red carpet and the camera flashes were hitting it. That's when I actually started to like it, when I saw it actually sparkle, is when I actually liked it. Before that, I was kind of like, this is a little too blah for me. Yeah, I can see that. It kind of has to be in the right light for you to see how shiny it is. Well, in the first few photos were really blurry, so blurry, in fact, that some people thought it was white instead of silver. And so some people were like, oh, she's wearing white again. That's weird. But yeah, when the light hits it right, it it was so sparkly and shiny. And I think during her red carpet interview with Ryan Seacrest, she said she thinks it's bulletproof. So Her dress was by Gucci, and her and Ed Sheeran both decided to wear Gucci last night. Yes, which was, I don't know, maybe a little suspicious, maybe a coincidence. Who knows? I think it was not what everyone was thinking, but since they probably talk a lot, they probably knew that they were what they were going to wear and probably not like coordinated, but, you know, had influence on each other's, you know, style. I would bet that whichever one of them did their fittings first and decided to wear the Gucci thing, that he was like, oh, you should tell, either tell Taylor or tell Ed, I have this thing that I think they would like. And then one of them just told the other to try it on. Could be. Definitely very likely because also on the red carpet, Taylor was asked about Ed's new cat. And she was saying that he's texting her all these pictures and videos. So it seems like they talk all the time. And I really thought that Ed looked great. It was very refreshing to see him in like a form-fitting tux. He did look great. I wish... We could have seen him perform last night. Yeah, why didn't he perform? Yeah, I don't know. Last year's performance was great with Elton John, but we didn't get to see him this year. Uh, One other thing that happened on the red carpet that I thought was hilarious, and it was also during Ryan Seacrest's interview, when he showed Taylor the Jennifer Lawrence photobomb, and Taylor did an impression of it, it was just so funny. I like how Taylor said that she was looking at all the memes of it online. Yeah, so apparently Ryan said he's going to show his interview to Jennifer at the Oscars so that Jennifer can then react. So it's kind of, it's like they're just talking through interviews to each other now. So we all got really, really psyched seeing Taylor on the red carpet. She looked so pretty. Of course, we were all sending her luck and good vibes and... Unfortunately, out of her four nominations, Taylor did not take home any Grammys last night. I can't even say it without sounding sad. I'm sorry. It's really sad. Two of her awards were announced during the pre-show, which didn't air on TV. 
So she was up for best country group performance for Highway Don't Care, which ended up going to the Civil Wars. And she's also up for best country song for Begin Again, which Casey Musgraves got that award. And then Casey Musgraves also won for best country album. And we really, really had our fingers crossed for album of the year. But unfortunately, that went to Daft Punk. I think Red deserved some award. I, I didn't, I never expected her to get all four. I hoped she did. But, um, you know, it, it was disappointing. But congratulations to the winners. They're also well-deserved. And Taylor will get another Grammy next year. So I'm very disappointed, obviously. I really think Red is such a great album that it needed to take home at least one award. But at the same time, I also think it's great that at the very least, it was acknowledged as being one of the top five albums of the year. Exactly. And like we said earlier, this was the oldest album in the whole category. And so it it just shows that, that, that Red has staying power. I mean, Taylor, you know, she, she releases her albums very strategically, like at this, a certain time. And she could have released it earlier to to be more in consideration for last year's awards, but she decided to release it at the very, very beginning of consideration for this year. So on one hand, that means you get, you know, more time to make an impression with the album. But on the other hand, by the time the award comes up, the album is not as new and relevant. So it's really, I think, a tricky thing figuring out when to release an album. And which award show you're really aiming for. There's so many that go on in the year. Right. I mean, there's the billboards, the CMAs, the AMAs, like there's just so much. So trying to find like that happy medium, it's not always going to work out. And I mean, I know that Taylor's not somebody who forgets like the things that she's already gotten. Like, I'm sure she's still super excited about the pinnacle. Like that was such a big deal. And that really reflected all the hard work she's put in recently. So that was like a bigger honor than I think any Grammy even because they don't even have to award it to anybody. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the pinnacle was such a great honor for her last year. And it, it was for, it was during the red era. So, which, and Taylor's acknowledged this red is kind of, is a departure from what she's done before and to have the country music industry honor her and Red like that with the Pinnacle Award was just awesome. Well, she'll definitely always be our winner. So let's talk about how completely, insanely amazing her performance was. Oh. My. Swift. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. Well, even after she tweeted the other night, hinting it all too well, I still didn't know what to expect because... I didn't know if it was going to be just her and the piano or if she was going to do something more because I knew she was bringing all the band members with her. Right. And I was wondering, I was a part of me was a little worried that she would maybe have to cut it down a little bit because it's a longer song. So I was very glad that she didn't cut any parts of the song out. But the performance was definitely shorter than it is during the Red Tour. Only because she didn't do the intro speech and she didn't do the pause in the middle. I think Haley really summed it up, though. It was just so mind-blowing to me. I was completely floored, and it took me a while. I don't think I'm recovered from it yet, but after she performed, it was really difficult for me to focus on the Grammys because I was just so completely blown away. 
And I know that instantly, like within just a few minutes, it climbed up to one of like the top 50 spots on iTunes. It did. And right now it's at 22 on the top singles of iTunes. And I th- I think it's number one on country charts right now. That's amazing because it was always our little hidden gem. Right. And I think that people gave a really positive reaction to her performance, which is a big reason why we wanted to have her perform it because it's just pure gold. It's And it's so much more than that, too. It's, I mean, I've never come across a song from any other artist that has emotions described so vividly as as all too well does exactly and the emotions in that song especially in the performance she did went through sad you know kind of happy to like mad back to sad back to you know kind of almost accepting but like like so many emotions are in just that one song I think her performance just did hit that what she was writing about like right on the head. For me, I feel like the song is so powerful that I can't even like articulate a description of it. Exactly. I feel the same way. The only thing I can say is when I first heard that song on my first listen through Red, the day it was released, I was completely floored by that song. And in my head, I was even just hearing it one time in my head, I was thinking This is lyrically her best song ever. And I still think that even after just that first listen, now that I've listened to it probably a thousand times. But last night she just vocally was completely flawless. The performance was fantastic. Everybody was very positive about her performance. And so I'm still not recovered from it. I've already watched it several times today again. I also was thinking about just how brave it is for her to have performed it at the Grammys because even though she's performed it on tour, you know, dozens of times now, when she performs it at her concert, she obviously, you know, feels safe and understood, like, in front of that audience. Like, she knows that most of them have heard the song, they get it, they get her. But this was an audience of her peers, of critics, of people that don't like her, Literally the whole country was watching and to put your most vulnerable lyrics out there like that to to be open to public opinion is just so brave. Exactly. And most of these people, it's their first time hearing that song. And there's just so much going on in that song. It takes a couple listen throughs to actually understand it. And then you like actually grasp all the lyrics and you're like, wow, genius. Exactly. And I think that's exactly why it's blowing up the charts today. Because you know all the Swifties already bought that song on iTunes. So the people buying it now are people who probably heard it for the first time ever last night. Well, I bet a lot of those are people that never would have necessarily considered them Taylor fans who are like, wow, I really need to get the song. Can we go into her makeup? Her eyeshadow in her performance, I love. One, I love the color purple. Two, it just fit her so well. Yeah, it looked, her makeup looked great with her, with her dress. The dress was so simple, but very elegant. And just the whole setup was gorgeous. The lights, the piano, the 13s on the piano. 
That was the first thing I noticed. Me too. And um, it looked, you know, when she first showed up on the red carpet, she had her hair back in sort of a loose ponytail. So it looked like she just sort of shook it down into the hairstyle that she had for the performance. And then she left it down for the rest of the night. And I thought it looked really pretty. I saw a meme, a meme of her when she was doing her hair flip. And like, you know, had some sayings on the ones that were when she was flipping. She was like back, forth, side to side. She goes, and her hair turns out flawless. Jealous? I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally jealous. I want to be able to do that. That's something that she's definitely, like, perfected and trademarked. Oh, yeah. Ever since You're Not Sorry, she's been doing that. And I think it's perfect. Some people didn't quite get it. People who just don't know Taylor. But that's okay. Other people who were seeing her do that for the first time thought it was great. I want to make this comparison just because this is on my mind because I was just at his concert, but Taylor and the hair flip are just like Luke Bryan shaking his butt. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's what has to happen when they perform. And I love that that's the one thing everybody is nagging on her for. You're like, really? You have to complain about something, don't you? Right. I don't feel like any other artist would get criticized for flipping their hair. No, absolutely like, not. What, how is this even a valid criticism? Yeah, but I think, as Haley pointed out, they they like to criticize her for any reason. And if the only thing they had was her hair, then that's fine. It was a pretty damn good performance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know where I saw this, but someone, some website had voted her as most improved performance from last year. And I was just like what (laughs) (laughs) like it's it wasn't supposed to be i mean last year we're never ever getting back together was literally a gigantic circus spectacle like it was not supposed to be anything like this it's like it's almost to me like comparing two totally different artists like it was just a different performance that and she opened up the show last year so i think in her mind she had to do something big And actually, like you said on the last episode, it was the tour choreography. So, you know, it had to be big because We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together was basically the the end of the concert. So they're big numbers. I also want to make the comparison because I just thought of this too. It's interesting. So last year, Taylor opened up the show and, as we just said, did a huge, you know, performance number. And then this year... They had Beyonce. I think the only performer who wasn't actually nominated for a Grammy this year perform, and she literally just sat on a chair. That's right, she did. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I'm saying that's good or bad, but it was just a very, very plain performance compared to what Taylor did. So, I don't know. I just, like, I feel like people always need to criticize something, and, I mean... I think every artist takes their Grammys performance very seriously, and there's no right or wrong like way to approach it. However, I was not a fan of Beyonce's performance. Sorry. I have to agree. I thought I, I felt bad for parents who were letting their kids watching that performance. I mean, I've seen her. Like, I wouldn't call myself a Beyonce fan, but I have seen her do some performances that I've really liked, and that one to me just was not worthy of of opening the Grammys. Well, even though people did 
find something to complain about with Taylor's hair. Um, I was really happy with how many positive reviews people were giving of her performance. There were a ton. Yeah, she's gotten so many, so many positive performance reviews. And we're going to name some of them. And there were so many that I know we haven't gotten to them all. But here are a few. So this was from the Gold Derby website. They're a website that basically predicts and then recaps award shows. So they said, Taylor Swift, who often goes big on stage, toned it down, singing her emotionally wrought all too well in one of the best live performances I've ever seen her give. Even when the accompanying band kicked into full gear, her strong vocal didn't get lost in it. And I completely agree. And I remember even during the Red Tour, a lot of people were saying that they didn't like that she even had her band during that song, but I didn't think that they took away from it at all. I have always thought that they really complimented it. I did too. It always made it more emotional to me hearing the entire band get into it than have it just be piano. Yeah, and speaking about her voice getting lost, I I really didn't even notice the band during the show's I was so focused on just Taylor's voice. Uh, So there's no way she got lost. The first night at the opening show, I literally didn't even realize that they were there. And then I saw people talking about it and I was like, wait, were they? And then the second night I was like, oh, I didn't even notice. So our next one comes from The Telegraph. And they said, Taylor may have missed out on all four of the awards she was nominated for, but she gave a piano-based performance of All Too Well as accomplished as ever. Yes. Uh, Our next one comes from a newspaper called Liberty Voice, and they said, Taylor played the piano wonderfully and sang all too well. I didn't know that she could play the piano. What a beautiful song, though. I hadn't heard it before, though I have heard it's one of the biggest hits of 2013. So maybe the Liberty Voice doesn't quite know what they're talking about, but... (laughs) But we still agree anyway. We completely agree that it was an amazing performance, beautiful song, and it probably will be a huge hit for 2014, even if she doesn't release it as a single because it's already tearing up the charts. Yeah, I mean, it's always been a huge hit among fans, so now it's just getting more attention from the general public. So then the next one is from Billboard, and they said, Performance-wise, there were some strong moments with the top moment belonging to Taylor Swift for her emotional take on All Too Well from Red. She continues to dazzle with how far she has developed as a songwriter and singer, and her Grammy performance was strong proof of that. Four for you, Billboard. You go, Billboard. Yeah, to have Billboard say that your performance is the best of the Grammys is is awesome. Now, a lot of celebrities have been praising her as well in addition to these written reviews J-Lo, gotta love her, said such a soulful performance at the Grammys by Taylor Swift. Piano headbanging is always in. Hashtag girls just want to have fun. Hashtag love this girl. Uh, Sarah Hyland from Modern Family also tweeted her support for Taylor. She said, I need to learn how to play the piano and headbang without hurting my neck and then learn how to do it at the same time. Otherwise, I'm not cool. Swifty solution. The next one that we're going to read is from Odea Rush, who is one of Taylor's co-stars in the upcoming movie, The Giver, that they just filmed. And her tweet simply said, 
Taylor Strong with a link to the performance. Our next one comes from Brittany Meadows, which is the wife of Mike Meadows. And she said, she may not have won, but she deserved to. She looks stunning, killer performance, and class act. Taylor Swift, you're a rock star. Aw. Lord, Taylor's friend, who actually tore up at the Grammys last night and took home too, tweeted, Very proud of Taylor Swift tonight. One of the most masterful performers I've ever seen. She was just raving about her in a magazine interview too. Was it the Rolling Stone interview? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. She's right. She's the best. The next one is from the actress Roxy Olin, and she said, Wow, I'm speechless. Taylor Swift was breathtaking. Best performance of the night. And a lot of exclamation points. Our next one comes from longtime friend Brittany Mack. Just two blondes trying to conquer the world. To my longest, dearest friend, I'm so proud of you. Aw. Aw. And that was her that was her date. Yeah, they look so good together. And our last one comes from Amos and this one's my favorite. He wrote, "It was my favorite performance that we have ever done. Playing that song with my friends whom I deeply admire in a room with that audience is priceless. And I thought Taylor Swift was amazing. It was and continues to be an immense honor to make music with you. Can't believe this is number 5." Now, was he mean number five times performing at the Grammys? I believe so. I think so. So, yeah, it was definitely awesome to to see all of the support, and those were not nearly all of the really amazing things that people had to say about it. And now it's time for some Taylor Swift fashion. Hi there, my name is Sarah, and I'm the owner of TaylorSwiftStyle.net, and I'm so happy to be here on SwiftCast, providing all you Swifties with the latest in Taylor's fashion. So this week was the Grammys, and even though Taylor didn't win in any of the categories she was nominated for, she still looked like an absolute winner in this Gucci premier gown that she wore with Jimmy Choo sandals, and her jewelry for the night was provided by her favorite jeweler, Lorraine Schwartz. I think that Taylor looked so absolutely statuesque and elegant, and almost pulled off a a Nicole Kidman regal kind of look in this column sheath gown. It wasn't really anything out of the box for sparkly Taylor Swift, so it's probably not going to go down as one of my favorites for Taylor stepping out of her comfort zone, but she definitely looked so very elegant and very mature and very lovely. At the Grammys, Taylor delivered an extremely emotional performance of All Too Well, uh, wearing this gorgeous shoulder-detailed Alberta Ferretti pre-fall 2013 dress uh, styled with Arika Nergia's dance shoes and Kathy Waterman jewels. I think I love this dress almost as much, if not more, than her red carpet gown. She just looked so elegant and she was so emotional for her performance. I loved every minute of it. I was shaking as I was watching it. She was so great. The night before the Grammys, Taylor attended the Clive Davis pre-Grammy gala wearing a Zuhamarat mini dress from the Resort 2013 collection, Bionda Castana ankle tie heels, and jewelry provided by Lorraine Schwartz and Ophira. While I was super impressed with the fact that Taylor did not wear her usual Jimmy Choo's or Christian Louboutins, I was kind of looking for a sexier, slimmer sandal here to go along with her sparkly mini dress. That being said, I wasn't a fan of the mini dress period as the flounce skirt kind of threw me off a bit and I preferred the lookbook styling which included a bow belt which really cinched in the waist on the model that I think Taylor could have really used. 
That being said, though, I mean, her legs went on for days and they looked amazing. And I bet those dance classes have really helped there. And finally, Taylor was caught at LAX airport in Los Angeles, departing for a flight to London as she begins the European leg of the Red Tour. Taylor looked super chic in a color block outfit consisting of a navy Ralph Lauren turtleneck, oxblood skinny pants, rag and bone heeled ankle booties, and her usual accessories consisted of her black leather and gold hardware Dolce & Gabbana bag and Ray-Ban Wayfarers. I actually don't mind the contrasting color palette here, and I'm loving this latest trend of Taylor wearing heeled ankle booties. They're a great alternative to her usual vintage Oxford flats, her casual Ked sneakers, or her ladylike kitten heels. You can grab a similar turtleneck for under $40 at The Gap, and Urban Outfitters and Nine West both have a great selection of ankle booties for under $50 if you want a similar look. That's all for Taylor's Fashion. I'm Sarah from taylorswiftstyle.net. Thoughts and threads, Swifties. Thank you so much for that, Sarah. So we wanted to quickly just go through and touch on some of the other performances that we thought were pretty cool. One that we wanted to talk about was Casey Musgraves. Now, I really love her song, Follow Your Arrow, which is what she performed last night. And I saw her perform it in live in person at the CMA Awards when I was there in late 2013. But what was really awesome about this performance was her amazing light-up boots. Like, where can I get those? We need them. Definitely. Before I even saw the light-up boots, I saw her band with the light-up jackets, and it just made me think of the concert and how we all had those light-up posters and think, yeah, and putting the lights all over your body just so you could flash. Yeah, I really, really liked their whole little ensemble. Yeah, and she's a singer-songwriter, which, how can you not admire that? I thought her performance was good, and... Congratulations on her awards yesterday. So the next performance I wanted to touch on was Pink. She did um, like two songs, most of each song, not the whole thing. But she first she sang her song Try, which she was up on, you know, her ropes doing her acrobatic upside down performance, very similar to what she does on tour. So that was cool. Although I felt like that song was a little bit old to be performed at this year's Grammys. Anyway, but she did part of that song, and then she was joined on stage by Nate Roos from Fun, and they sang their song, Just Give Me a Reason, so that was cool because they don't usually get to perform it on stage together. So last night, Hunter Hayes also performed. He debuted his new single, Invisible, which will be on his second album, which is kind of crazy. He's already on his second album. I think it's technically his third album. So he had his first one, Hunter Hayes, and then he had Encore, which was the songs from Hunter Hayes, but like five or six more songs added on to it, and this will be an entirely brand new album. And he actually just announced some tour dates, so... He did, and I can't remember who is who's joining him. He's going on tour with Danielle Bradbury from The Voice, who's also a big machine artist, so that's exciting. And then they're also joined by um, a group that I don't know too much about named Dan and Shay. Oh, Dan and Shay. They sing this song called 19 You and Me, and it's really good. Uh, one of one of the songwriters is from around Pittsburgh, where I live, and that's why I know who they are. And I think they're kind of cool. <laughs> they're all going on tour together this spring, so that should be awesome. I'm planning on going. Are they coming to Colorado? They're coming to Colorado Springs. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I like Hunter. I love, like I said earlier with Casey, I love that he writes his own songs and he plays his own instruments. You can't deny that he's talented. Um, and speaking of talented, Sarah Bareilles sang with Carol King last night, and that was awesome. Carol King has performed with James Taylor, Taylor, whose Taylor is named after, which is exciting. I love the song Brave, and I like the performance. I think they did a great job. Let us know your thoughts on Taylor's performance or any other performances. We'd love to hear from you. As a wrap-up to our Grammy segment, even though Taylor didn't win an award last night, it looked like she really had a good time. She was dancing. She was having fun with Britney and Ed. A lot of times, she was the only one dancing or applauding for her peers, which I thought was great. She's a class act, and people can complain about her dancing, but you don't go to a concert or a show and just sit there like a log. So and the Grammys is basically a big show. Yeah, I think it's awesome that she likes to have fun and supports the other artists. If you're just sitting there, how is that showing support? But as always, her dance moves were awesome. So if you haven't seen them, look them up. All right. So now we have a couple of awesome fan projects to talk about, which are both for the London shows, which can you guys believe are next week? Saturday. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. So this week, technically, they're in just a few days. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I think the band already, they're flying over today. Fun then. So our first one is the Swifty MP3 voicemail project. And the user, I'm a proud Swifty on Taylor Connect. And her handle is spelled I-M-A proud S-W-I-F-T-Y is organizing this project for Taylor. And she wants fans to send her a piece of audio up to three minutes in length. And it can be anything that you want Taylor to hear, whether it's singing, playing an instrument, or just, you know, a verbal message for Taylor. And she's going to edit everything and put it on an MP3 player and try to get it to Taylor when she's in London. And there's five shows, so she has a lot of chances probably to get it to her. So you should definitely participate. And she says that you can record your voice on really any device and then either email her the audio or upload it onto YouTube so she can download it from there. And you can contact her on Taylor Connect, or you can email her at taylorsmp3project at gmail.com. Our last one is the London O2 Project. Swift Ella and We Will Be Remembered underscore 13 on Taylor Connect is organizing a project for the London tour dates. She has 5,000 signs made that read, Taylor Swift, You Made Us Proud. She plans to hound out a 1,000 of them at each show, and fans will hold them up during the first acoustic song on the B stage. The project's Twitter page, if you want to like follow it and support it, is at London O2 Project. And the Facebook page is called London O2 Project. So we have those. And if you would like to go to our website, we have both of our the projects on there at theswiftcast.com. In relation to the fan projects that all deal with the London shows will give you the update of tour dates coming up. So February 1st, 2nd, and 4th, Taylor will be in London. On the 7th, she'll be in Berlin. And then on the 10th and 11th, she'll be back in London. And the Vamps will be opening in London. 
So finally, just a reminder, if you haven't, to hit the subscribe button on iTunes and it will always download our latest episodes for you. And just to recap our ways of contacting us, if you have any thoughts or questions or feedback about the show or anything you want to tell us about, you can always find us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. Our website is theswiftcast.com. Our email is theswiftcast13 at gmail.com or we're at facebook.com slash theswiftcast. So definitely tell us what you thought about the Grammys. Tell us about how excited you are for the London shows. And of course, we'll be updating on our Twitter account at swiftcast13 while those are going on. And yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting time next week when those start. So next week, Taylor will... You know, I don't know about you guys, but Taylor Nation made this announcement last week about to keep your emails updated because there's a big announcement happening. So I think next week there's there will be an announcement for more international tour dates and hopefully the Red Live DVD. This is my pipe dream, so I don't know. I hope you're right because then they sent out the email about the like tune in for the Grammy performance and I was like, was that the news that they were telling us? Because we already knew to tune into the Grammys. Exactly. I. That can't. If that was the announcement, I'll be so disappointed. I was thinking that because she did the video last week saying hi to her fans in China, that maybe that means she's planning to release more dates. Uh, we talked about last week how it's getting late, but I think if it's happening, it will be very soon. Well, I hope you're right, and we will just have to see. All right, well, for episode 39, this has been Ashley. Haley. And Steph. And we will see you guys back next week for the start of Red London. Yay. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. Check out our affiliate, taylorswiftstyle.net, your source for Taylor Swift fashion. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.